Hi, this is Terrell Somerville, the lead pastor of Freedom Church. Welcome to our podcast. We hope you enjoy the message today and that you'd also take time to get plugged in to your local church. We believe you can't do life alone, so we learn to do life together. I also want to thank our givers who make this podcast possible. If you are blessed by this ministry, please consider subscribing, giving, and sharing this with your friends and family. God bless you. Everybody, glad you're tuning in today. It's Palm Sunday and uh, starts what we call Holy Week. And uh, so I'm just so thankful that you would take the time to jump on here with us. And, and let me say to you, uh, if you'd like to take and look on our app, if you'll look there, you'll be able to find the outline of this week's message. Uh, maybe if you don't have our app here at Freedom Church, if you'll just go to the app store, if you have a smart device and just type in Freedom Church TN, you can download our app and you can find the message notes there and go along with us. But also, hey, at this time, I want to ask you to invite other people to watch with you. And uh, that would be very, very important because you let everybody be able to hear as we get the gospel out today. And uh, I just want to say how grateful I am that you took the time to jump in and worship with us online. Maybe you're already a part of Freedom Church. Be sure to fill out a connection card. Let us know who's worshiping with you today there in your living room or wherever you may be. And also, if you're brand new, hey, do me a favor. Hey, comment below. Tell us who you are. You can go and send us an email. Just go to our website at freedomfamily.us. You can do that. But uh, here's something I want to, before I even jump in this week, I just really want us to really be much in prayer for this COVID-19 pandemic and uh, be really careful about how that you're taking care of the social distancing so that we can see this curve flatten and we can get beyond this and it can be nothing more than a distant memory. But I am just so thankful to say this, that 10 years ago, we wouldn't be able to have done what we're doing now to leverage technology. So I thank God for that type of technology. Now, next Sunday is going to be Easter, and I'm going to be talking about Easter a little bit more in the message, but I'm excited about that despite where we are. So out of the gate, I want to ask you a question. How many of you are like me? Uh, You love to be able to have great dreams and be able to dream great dreams. You know, that's me. I love great dreams. And uh, even my wife this past week was telling me about a dream that she had about one of her uncles that passed away and how that she had a conversation with him. And and it just felt so real to her. But a lot of times, it's not just the dreams that we dream in the nighttime. I'm talking about a dream of something you would like to see become reality. Those are great dreams. And that is so awesome when you see those dreams that you dream, maybe about a business or a dream of someone that you've had your eye on for quite some time to be able to uh, become that significant other and get married or, or some other kind of dream that you had to be able to get this particular degree or something like that. But when you think about dreams, did you know for centuries people wondered what the moon was really made of? Did you know that a lot of people thought that the moon was made of cheese, uh, which we know that that's not true. But this is why the whole world stopped, they paused, and they watched on July 20th, 1969, whenever, when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldridge set foot on the moon for the first time. And this was truly a pioneering moment. Check this out. Two, one, zero, all Down two and a half, picking up some dust. 
feet, two and a half down. Take that out. Four forward. Four forward. Drift into the right a little. Down a half. Contact right. Okay, engine stop. Houston, uh, tranquility base here. The eagle has landed. Roger, twang. tranquility. We copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Okay, Neil, we can see you coming down the ladder now. I'm uh, at the foot of the ladder. The lamb footbeds are only uh, uh, depressed in the surface about uh, one or two inches. I'm going to step off the lamb now. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I absolutely love pioneering moments when those take place. And, you know, it takes us places that we've never been before. And what I appreciate about that is that we can appreciate the past, but it doesn't mean that we have to stay in the past. You know, when I think about dreams coming true and I think about pioneering moments, it takes me back to March 3rd, 2002, when Freedom Church launched and was born for the very first time. And our church has had a lot of pioneering moments since then. You know, I think about in 2004, we had the opportunity to purchase land and we bought about 16 acres of land to be able to have for our church. And then I remember in January 14th of 2007 that we had a grand opening in our very first building on this property. My mind goes back to 2011 on Easter when we had a grand opening for a brand new kids wing because we had so many kids that we were reaching in the community and already in our church. And then my mind goes back to the moment that we entered into our brand new main auditorium building uh, on October, it was October of 2017. And we were able to give all the other buildings to our students and to our children. But most of all, for me, the pioneering moment has been, that's been continual, is the thousands of lives that have been transformed by Jesus Christ. That is what's amazing. And as, and as, a great, as great as this part of this is, it doesn't stop there. But whenever we have pioneering moments and things move forward, it also provides challenges. Someone had said that NASA never quite found a new vision beyond the moon. There's a problem when the past ends up defining the future. See, I've been saying for a long time, and I hear people say when it comes to the church, the church is known for more for what it's against than what it's for. And so I simply want us to be known for what we're for as a church. See, we want to be known that we're for children, that we're for students that were for adults, that were for businesses. You know, we want to be known that we are for the community because God is for the community. And so today, when I think about this last installment of the four series, I think about really who we're for, and we're for Sumner. We're for Sumner County. I don't know if you know this, but over 90% of the people that attend our church are from all over this county. And you know what? 
what it boils down to the question, and I said this early on in this series, what do we want to be known for? What do we want to be known for as a church? What does a church, any church, want to be known for? For us, we want to be known that we exist to reach people to know God. We want people to know Jesus Christ in their heart, in their life. We want people to be able to say yes to Jesus, yes to the church, yes to what the Bible tells us, and no longer embracing no. We want people to know that we are for all of our neighbors. We want people to be a part of what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to seek and to save those of us that are lost. See, all of this I'm talking about is what I would call pioneering language. See, the local church is to be a movement, not a monument. And I want you to understand that we need to be a movement and that of which the world has never witnessed. You know, you look over the last 2,000 years, what has lasted over the 2000, last 2,000 years? The church has. It hasn't been a particular business. It hasn't been a particular movement other than the church that's lasted 2,000 years. And when I think about that, I, in times that I travel and I get to travel, and you always talk to brand new people, and you see those people, and we get to talking, and they kind of just as I like to do this because it's kind of fun, but they'll ask me, say, well, who do you work for? I say, well, I work for a worldwide organization. I say, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I say, yeah, we have, uh, we have locations all over the world. Matter of fact, we have 37 million locations around the world. We have, in particular, 45,000 locations in the U.S. And then I go on to let them know that I am a pastor of a local church. See, our church has a very rich heritage. But whenever our heritage, listen, becomes the good old days, that's when danger sets in. See, when your memories exceed your dreams that's when the point of danger comes about and that's when the pioneering moments is at risk see so there's a couple of questions that pioneers and pioneering moments and pioneering movements will make in those moments and these couple of questions that I'm going to ask is when, it look, when we look at the work of God that God has called us to do. And these are fantastic questions for us to ask as we conclude this four series. And that is, what's now and what's next? That's something that we all should ask ourselves. And before I break these questions down, I want to get to the point of the greatest pioneer in all of history. And for us to remain on our mission, to be able to, to, be able to remain within the ranks of our vision, we must remain focused on Him. Last week I talked about, in Hebrews chapter 12 in the New Testament, about how that our Heavenly Father disciplines us. But I'm going to move back to the top of the chapter, and I want to read you something, and I want to break it down for you, which is so, so good in the Word. It says in Hebrews 12 and verse 1, beginning there, it says, therefore, and when it says therefore, it's going to, it's going to look at what it's there for, right? So it says, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. When it says that we're surrounded by these huge crowd of witnesses, this is the people that it's talking about. It's talking about the people in the previous chapter, in chapter 11, known as the, the chapter of the faith heroes. These are the people that are there. They're on the bleachers of heaven. They're cheering us on. They're trying to give us the encouragement. They've already won the race and we're still running. So they're cheering us on. And you know what? We're not the first ones to go through stress, struggles, and strains. We're not the first ones to go through problems. They were. So they're there cheering us on that we'll make it even through the most difficult times that we're going through. 
right now on this earth. And they're witnesses to be able to stir us up and to let us know that they're cheering for us. And they're saying, keep on running, keep on running, keep on running. You're going to make it. It says here, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let me tell you something about sin. If you call your, let me talk to the Christians from, if you're not a Christian, you can lean out on this. But if you're a Christian, if you're sitting here playing with sin and acting like that God really loves to forgive, but yet you're loving to sin, you need to go back to the, to the throne of grace and go back and ask for forgiveness. Because sin will take you longer, take you further, keep you longer, and it will cost you more than you can ever imagine. So don't let it trip us up. And it says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this, this is how we do it, by keeping our eyes on Jesus. When we are keeping our eyes on Jesus, when we are fixing our eyes on Jesus, what that means there and what it's saying here in the original right is that we trust Him. It does not mean that we fix our eyes on Him once for salvation, but we have an attitude of faith that's continuing in our lives, and that's what we do it for. It says the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. See, Jesus is the pioneer of our faith faith. And this means that we keep our eyes on Him, and that way we can move forward in our faith despite anything that comes against us as Christians. We keep pioneering, we keep believing, and we believe that Jesus, that when He said, you will do even greater things than these, we can believe that as a church. And you say, what do you mean we can do even greater things than these when Jesus said that? See, Jesus was at one place and at one time. But now here today, there are so many people, thousands of people all over the world that are witnessing the gospel via the internet. That is a great thing. And I really believe that Jesus knew this when he said this. Did you know that pioneers... When you look at a pioneer, understands that God is the multiplier. He can multiply things. And pioneers, they aren't scared of the unfamiliar. That's what's great about a pioneer. Pioneers are absolutely intrigued about the unknown. They're intrigued about that which is unfamiliar. And we have the opportunity now as a church that we're treading waters that's unfamiliar. I never knew that I would be standing on a stage to an empty auditorium and be sharing the gospel of Jesus. But I never thought either that God would multiply multiply the thousands and even the millions that will watch the Word of God via the internet. But even in these hard times, pioneers live their lives for their neighbors. That's what is crucial, is to be able to live our lives for someone else other than us, than ourselves. You know, I've never been more brokenhearted than to have went to the store the other day and we seen someone come out with some paper towels. And I think we saw someone come out with some toilet paper. But when we got there, Shannon and I looked, and the shelves were empty because people are living in fear. There's hysteria. They're hoarding everything. I mean, when people are getting in brawls over toilet paper, they have lost sight of who their neighbor is. Look at this. Meanwhile, the panic of purchasing toilet paper has reached a new low. 
Video has emerged of an alarming scene in a Sydney supermarket of two women coming to blows in an argument over the right to buy multiple packets of toilet tissue. As the brawl threatened to escalate, the store manager stepped in to try to restore law and order. I just want one pack. No, not one pack. All she wanted was one pack out of their plenty. Wow. See, pioneers live their lives for their neighbors. And that's really what we do now. So when we think about what's now and we think about what's next, I want to talk about what's now in the moment. And I want to applaud all the amazing people that I'm speaking to right now via the internet for all that you are doing to be for your neighbor during this COVID-19 pandemic. It is amazing the things that I've, I've heard and things that I've read and as I've surfed the web and I've looked at social media, it is amazing the things that I've seen people all over everywhere are doing for their neighbors. Then when you think about pioneering, you're making something out of nothing. You're being creative. You're being innovative. You're doing what you can do to help your neighbor that's in need. And I want to brag in particular up for uh, the people in our church family. You know, this week I saw a story there on Facebook, and I want to thank you, Sandy Walmart, for making masks for the health workers. Check this out. I just saw this thank you on the, on the Facebook there that she was saying thank you to Freedom Church for these hand-sewn masks. And I thought, wow, what an amazing thing for someone to do. You're innovative. You're creative. You're thinking about somebody else. You're in a pioneering moment. That is amazing. I want to thank Heath Lanius and many others that have posted on Facebook. If you need food, if you need essential items, and you need things. You need things that, that in your home, let me know. I will be there for you. So many of you have done that and you have shown that you care and you love for somebody else besides yourself and beside your family. And, be, and I want to say this to our church family in particular. Because of your generosity, we were able to provide baskets to nurses and, and just different kind of snacks and things that they need because they're walking, they're, they're working all these long hours. And you know, we got to thank you back. Check this out. I love this. That was amazing. They're saying, thank you, Freedom Church, for what you do. And because of your generosity to our church, those are things that we get to do during this tough time. And I love when they put the four card up here. Check this out. They're going to show this pic right here of one of our four cards. It says, we're for Sumner. And it says, Freedom Church loves you. See, pioneers, they're for their neighbors. They live for that. So I want to thank you for being for our neighbors, especially in a time like this. And because of your generosity, we get to, to be able to establish, and we established a, a couple of weeks ago, the Get Help, Give Help that's on our internet and on our website on the internet at freedomfamily.us. And if you're out there and you need help, just go there, click on that. It will get to us. We'd love to help you in any way we can. And if you're wanting to be able to give some help, go there and fill it out. We'll be in touch with you because we want to make sure that we are doing our part for our neighbors. And let me say this, because of your generosity and your tithes and your offerings you continue to do, you didn't know this, but we're able to feed hundreds of 
employees at the Sumner Regional Hospital, and we're getting to be a part of that. And they reached out to us and were able to do that. So I want to say thank you to all of you amazing pioneers in this moment in time. You not only care, but you are praying for people. And you're not just praying for people. You're putting legs on your prayers to be able to help people, to be able to help your neighbors. So that's what's now. But as we're living in this day and time right now, what's next? You think about what's next. Let's talk about what's next. Let's think about the vision for the future of our church. You know, I've been in contact with a lot of my pastor friends across the nation, and, and we've, we've conversed about this, and we've texted one another, and we've talked about it. You know, I don't know how long that our church will be empty I don't know how long it'll be before we can come back together and safely come back together as a church, but our vision has still not changed. Let me tell you, it started in the what now, that we exist to reach people to know God. We want everyone to know Jesus, and that vision continues that we want everyone to be able to know our great God through Jesus Christ, His Son. So I want to challenge you to continue loving on your neighbor, continue serving every way that you can. And I want to ask you now to do something very important. This next Easter, this next Sunday, and I want to ask you to start inviting people to be able to come and be able to be a part, even though it's going to be online. And here's what's happening already with online. We're having people that are giving their lives to Christ this past week and the weeks before, giving their lives to Christ online. We're having people that this past week we were able to have just drive through prayer. They didn't get out of the car. They just rolled their window down a little bit and they shared of how that you could pray for them and our pastors were praying for them. Someone even signed up to be baptized. And you know, when you think about the baptism, I cannot wait till we get together and we're going to have one huge baptismal celebration with everybody being baptized and we're going to celebrate that together. What was amazing last week, people were coming through and they know that we're still trying to help people so they're bringing by their tithes and their offerings. Their generosity was flowing out of them and that was absolutely amazing. But here's something that I know to be sure of. This will be the first time in my lifetime that Easter will only be happening online. See, our auditorium is empty. But you know what's amazing? That doesn't stop the gospel because Jesus said that greater things that we will be able to do. And I believe there will be a greater crowd witnessing the gospel message of Easter unlike never before because they're at home. They have nothing else to do. So that's where you come in, that we can have the greatest Easter ever. Our building may be empty, but you know what else is empty? The tomb is empty because Jesus, we're going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, that Jesus came out of the tomb and the same power that brought him out of the tomb is the same power that every human being can access in their life to live a great life now and a great life forever. That's what he done for us. That's why we celebrate Easter. So we want to reach people that Jesus has died for. We want to reach people to let them know that his blood is for them and for the remission and the cleansing of their sins. So I want to share a few logistical things with you. Easter Online next week starts on Friday night, April 10th. We're going to be having communion on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. And I just want to ask you to prepare for that. If you can get you some grape juice, some crackers, whatever, even if it's grape Kool-Aid, whatever. Those of you that are Christians, I want you to celebrate that with us next Friday night.
at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. We're going to be having six different Easter services. On Saturday, April 11th, we're going to be having a service at 6 p.m. and one at 8 p.m. On Easter Sunday, which is April 12th next week, we're going to be having four services. We're going to be having one at 9 a.m. We're going to be having one at 10.30 a.m. We're going to be having one at noon, and then we're going to have one at 8 p.m. that night. You know why? Because there's probably those here that are our first responders, our nurses, our doctors. They can't be there during the day to be able to see it because they're helping to save lives. So we want to make sure that we provide a service time that'll be there for them. And here's something that's very important that I want to share with you. When you see these Facebook events, I want to ask you to mark whichever service you're going to go to. Say, I'm going. That's going to be the service that I'm going to be watching. I want to ask you to be sure to invite your friends to the event for which you are going to watch. Also, I want to challenge you to share and repost all the Easter content that you're going to see next week from Freedom Church on our church Facebook page. I want to challenge you to host a watch party as you're watching the service on Facebook. And also, do me a favor. Listen, touch base with those people that you know. Text them, give them a call or whatever. Those that you know personally that might be far from God. They might not be a church person. They might be unchurched person. And let them know that you want them and you want to encourage them to let them know that Freedom Church is having church online. Easter service is, is Easter services next week. And also just use every social media platform that you have next week throughout the week to invite people all week long. It's very important. And then when the time comes, gather with your family, get your Bibles together, and sit down as a family and get ready just like you're going to church here. You're going to be going to church house to house to house. And that's what's going to be amazing. And you know what's so good? We're going to have special Easter projects that will be for your kids. It will be for the family. And all you got to do is go to our website and go to the tab that says Easter at Freedom. There's going to be a host of different things that can be there for you to enjoy Easter in a brand new way. And you know what else we're going to be doing? We're going to be having service for the kids. You just go to the Freedom Kids Facebook page. And let me say this to you if you're like me. Maybe some of this stuff can be overwhelming to you, and, and sometimes technology can be overwhelming to you. I know that when I'm around somewhere personally and I'm having trouble with technology, if I see an eight-year-old kid, I say, come here, I need you to help me with this thing right here. I don't know what that is. But anyway, no, seriously, if you have issues with any of the technology, just let us know. We'll help walk you through it. But here's what I'm, I, I'm praying and I'm believing. This is going to be the greatest Easter ever because God has allowed this COVID-19 pandemic to happen for a reason. And I'm believing that God is going to be glorified through his son Christ. Because I believe there will be more people at Easter watching services probably and listening to the gospel than it's ever been before. And I want to ask you and I want to challenge you to pray and do your part. Jesus is going to be glorified. You know why? Because I really believe there's going to be people all over the globe that's going to be praying for salvation in Jesus Christ. Here's what I know, and I think you're going to agree with me. We are living in some very Very challenging times. 
And here's what I know about people. People are looking for answers. And I'll tell you this. The only answer is Jesus. So I want to ask you to do something with me that's so important if you're a believer and you're a Christian. I want you to ask, I want to ask you this coming week on Wednesday evening, April 8th till Thursday evening, April 9th. I want to ask you to join with me in a 24-hour prayer and fast that people are going to come to Jesus and they're going to realize he's the only answer. I'm talking about us praying. I'm talking about us fasting and getting on our on our on our faces prostrate before a holy God souls will be saved lives will be reached futures will be changed because of what will happen next weekend you know it makes me think of a question and I things I run through my mind because trying to be creative. I'm trying to be innovative. I'm trying to look at these pioneering moments. Are our best days in front of us or is our best days behind us? Well, if you remember earlier what I said, when your memories exceed your dreams, the end is near. That's the bad news. But when your dreams exceed your memories, you pioneer. You push through. You make something out of nothing. You be innovative. You be creative. You move forward as God leads you to. And the question is, are we pioneers or are we settlers? Are we going to settle for second best? Are we going to settle for what God's already done? Are we going to settle that the church is not going to be effective? Are we going to settle that the Holy Spirit's not moving? Are we going to settle that God's not on the th- on throne anymore and we're thinking that he's done with us? No, God's still on the throne. His son is at his right hand, and he's looking to his son to be able to be an intercessor for me and for you, for our lives, and for the direction of the Holy Spirit to lead us in a direction to where that we be holy people because God is holy. And God wants to do something tremendous. So I asked you to pray and to fast with me that we can see the greatest revival it's ever been since the Great Awakening. Hebrews 12 goes on to say in the last part of verse 2 and verse 3, because of the joy awaiting him, talking about Jesus, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor Beside God's throne, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. I know some of you right now, there's no doubt in my mind. You're brokenhearted. You've been laid off from your job. Your business, it seems like it would never come back and flourish. 
It seems like you're working more hours than you can ever work, giving of yourself to be able to take care of people with this dreaded disease, and you're hoping that you, as a, as a first responder or as a nurse or as a doctor, you're hoping you don't care at home to your own family. You're hoping and praying that, that it doesn't get you, and you're wondering if it's going to get your family. Maybe you just got a phone call that somebody else has already got a temperature, and you're wondering, are they going to test positive? And we're hearing all of this hysteria and what the possibilities of what this COVID-19 can do and the many people that could die, there's no time to give up because Jesus is still at the place of honor at the right there of God's throne. So I believe we're pioneers. And the reason I believe that is because we're keeping our eyes on Jesus. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus in such a time as this. And when our eyes are on Jesus, we have to always remember what he called us to do. You know, any time that I've been with people, and I've seen a lot, I've been with a lot of people that's passed from death to, from life to death. Five different times in the scriptures, Jesus gave the Great Commission. And in Mark's gospel, this is what he said. And these, before he left this world, the most important words are said by somebody that's leaving this world. And this is what he said. He said, and then he, talking about Jesus, told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Do you notice he said, go into all the world? I believe we have the greatest opportunity, yet a lot of people would say it's a great challenge, but it's a great opportunity that we're going via the internet on Easter to be able to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And when it says go, go is a pioneering word. It's what we do. We have a world to reach for, the, for Jesus Christ who gave his life for everyone. And if people, just imagine, if the people who first heard this in Mark's gospel, chapter 16 here, the very first ones that heard this, if they had stopped, decided to stay and not go, I don't believe any of us would even be here today. But the good news is, Jesus' people, God's people, are pioneers. Jesus' people, we go, even if it's at a click of a button, letting people know about Jesus. See, Jesus' people will let the people of this world know that we are for them because Jesus is for them. So church, what do we want to be known for? Not what we're against, but we want to be known what we're for. We're here at Freedom Church. We're for Sumner. We're for our neighbors. We're for those who need Jesus. We want to say yes to those that may have said no to Jesus. They may have said no to the church. They may have said no to even what we believe. But we're going to go out into our community, even if it's in our houses, from our phones, from our laptops, or from our desktop computers. And we're going to do everything we can do to share the greatest message that's ever 
been told. It is the message of Jesus and him crucified for all of humanity. And that on that third day he rose to be able to give us the opportunity to receive him as Lord and have a great life now and forever. So when you think about the greatest message, really what is it? It's the greatest verse of scripture that a lot of people know across the world. It's John 3, 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is our vision. This is why we exist as a church. And our memories, yes, our memories here at Freedom Church are great, but I will tell you our dreams are greater because I believe that the best truly is yet to come. And when your dreams exceed your memories, you pioneer. So let's go. Let's go for it. Father, as we come to you in prayer, God, we thank you. We thank you even for these most difficult days that everyone, everyone in this world has one commonality of what's on their mind, and that's this pandemic. And as I believe, Heavenly Father, that you have allowed this to happen to slow this world down, to think of who we are, you want everyone to think of whose they are who they're to make a choice for. And the answer is in your son, Jesus. So God, as a church, God, we want to be known of what we're for. And that we're for our neighbors. And we're for everyone finding Jesus in their heart as Lord. God, I pray for every person that's then hear me right now that may have been a part of this time together, God, that's hurting. I pray, God, that you would help them, God with their pain. I pray, God, for every person, God, that's living in panic, that you would give them the peace that passes all understanding. I pray, God, for those that are hurting, God, wondering if they're going to make it through this virus that may have it at the moment. God, especially pour your love and comfort on them that are alone, God, in these moments. Father, right now, God, you've got our attention. May we give our attention to your son to be the Lord of our lives, to be closer to you, Lord, than we've ever been. And Lord, I believe we're going to get on the other side of this. And you've taken the time to slow us down and to wake us up. So use this, God, for your glory. As we continue to pray, maybe you were just scrolling the internet and and on social media and you come across this time and maybe God's just knocking on your heart and maybe you've never realized that Jesus was the answer. Maybe you didn't realize there's this God-shaped hole in your heart. And you've tried to 
to stuff pleasures in it. You've tried to, tried to be able to stuff a, a career in it. You've tried to be able to stuff in it different kinds of things that you thought that would bring you a great life. But every time you stuff something into your heart and into your life, whether it's the pleasure, the possession, or prestige, it just doesn't work out too well. See, the hole in your heart is only made to be filled by Jesus. So I just want to challenge you. If that's you and you feel him knocking, would you just right where you're at, just bow your head and pray. Just ask Jesus to come in your heart. When you do, he will hear your prayer. And you pray to him and you talk to him and say, Lord, I'm inviting you into my heart. I don't want to feel empty any longer. I don't want to feel this panic. I don't want to feel this pain. I, want, I don't want to feel alone. I don't, especially don't want to feel the guilt of the sin, the things I've done wrong. So please forgive me. Just tell him, please forgive me of my sins. Tell him, I believe in you. So I'm giving my life to you. I asked you to save me. My life is now yours. Now, if you've prayed that and you meant that from the depths of your soul, just thank him for it right where you're at. And you know what? As you thank him for it and say, thank you for saving me, he's going to give you the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And you're not going to have to feel all of that unknown, but you're going to know God. You're going to feel a peace that you can't explain despite the world's in chaos. Because when God's for you, who can be against you? Let me say this to you. If you just gave your life to Christ, I want to challenge you right now to do me a huge favor. I want you to text us. I want you to text us at 615-900-2176. All I want you to do is text the word saved. And when you do that, I give you my word. We're going to follow up with you. And we're going to help you in your next steps because you didn't just complete the race. You just began it. And you know what? Your decision has determined your destiny. So that's what's amazing. I'm so thankful for what God has done in your life. I'm so thankful for all of you that took this time together. I love every one of you, even if I've never met you. Please take the time to, to share this word with somebody. Share it with somebody. Let somebody know. Host a watch party later. But we're going to let the world know that God is for you. He's for every one of us and that Jesus is the answer. God bless you. And I hope and pray that you're going to get excited for this Holy Week. Because Easter is going to be incredible. God bless you. Have a good rest of your day. Hey guys. Hello, Pastor Jim here. I just wanted to come on and thank you for listening and help answer the question, what next? If you gave your life to Jesus today, we would love to take that journey with you. Simply text the word SAVED to 615-900-2176. And make sure to follow us through the week on our social media accounts at Freedom Church TN. We love you. Have a blessed week.